There is not one thing that touches your life that God is unable to use for your highest good and for His glory. You know, as God looks at your life, He puts plans and purposes into motion. God is able to take the most difficult thing in your life and create a beautiful masterpiece of His own design. This is your host, Carol McLeod. Thank you for joining me today on Defiant Joy Radio. Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio. Carol would love to come speak in your area. Her messages of hope and joy have blessed so many. Contact us today at JustJoyMinistries.com or call toll-free 1-855-569-5433 to arrange an appearance at your next women's group or conference. Now, here's Carol with today's inspiring message. We're studying purpose and what God's plan for each one of our lives is. And we're trying to make sense of the hard things in life that come our way. And we ended yesterday by talking about the life story of Joseph that's told in the book of Genesis in the Old Testament. You all know this story. Joseph was his daddy's favorite. He had been blessed by his father and his older brothers were jealous of him. Why were they jealous? Because he was a dreamer and because he had captured the heart and attention of his father. Well, his older brothers beat him up, put him in a pit, and sold him into slavery. Joseph spent years in Egypt in a prison as a servant in Potiphar's house. And finally, Joseph rose to be the number two man in Egypt. God gave Joseph the strategy for providing food for the entire nation of Egypt when they were in the dark days of famine. And Joseph's brothers came to Egypt, not knowing that he was still alive, to ask for food. Well, to make a long Bible story short, what happened was that Joseph's entire family came to live in Egypt and he provided for them and he blessed them and he gave them prime land in the country of Egypt. When Joseph forgave his brothers, when they had their meeting of coming together and talking about what had happened, in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, Joseph looked into the faces of his brothers, who were now well past middle age, and he said to them, brothers, what you meant for evil, God used for good. And that's the story of my life And the story of your life, that whatever comes into our lives, no matter how evil or how horrible or how devastating, God is well able to turn that situation around for good. Joseph's life had a greater impact because of the cruelty of his brothers than it would have had if he would have stayed home coddled as his daddy's favorite. So the word that we see in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. It's the same root word that we saw used in Genesis 29, 11, makashaba. 
the, the word that we see in Genesis 50, 20 is the word makashab. And it means that God thought it, God planned it, God intended it for good. In Jeremiah 29, 11, God spoke and said, for I know the thoughts I think for you, declares the Lord, thoughts for welfare and not for calamity to give you a future and a hope. And we see the same word rising up in Genesis 50, 20, God makashabed the evil that the brothers had intended and then worked it together, then planned it together, intended it for good. Do you see what's happening here? God does not allow anything into our lives that he is not able to use for good. That's his plan. God takes the schemes of the enemy. He takes the plans that the enemy has made for our harm, and he makashabas it for good. He does an artistic work over something evil, and he turns it into something good, something beautiful, something glorious. Anything that comes into your life has to pass God's purpose test. Can God use it for good and for glory? As God looks at your life and what the purpose of you is in your generation, anything that comes into your life has to pass the purpose test. You know, my story is this. I have five children on earth and five children in heaven. I would get to between 12 and 20 weeks in my pregnancies when the babies would die inside of me. Did God cause these miscarriages? Did God take the lives of these babies? No, he did not. But what God did, because I live in the war zone of planet Earth where bodies are not perfect, God took that tragedy and turned it for good and for glory. It passed God's purpose test for me. God used it so that he could send me to a world filled with people who are dealing with depression because of their circumstances. He, he used it in my life because many of you feel justified in your depression. You, you say, Carol, you don't know my circumstances. Well, I don't know your circumstances, but I know what my circumstances were. And in the middle of pain, in the middle of depression, in the middle of tragedy, God released me from depression and gave to me his presence where there is always fullness of joy. For an event to pass God's purpose test, the purpose must exceed the pain. That's why we must cooperate with God so that the purpose of God exceeds the pain of our circumstances. The enemy thought it for evil, but God reflected over it and he knew that he could use it for the good of saving lives, for the good of making hell smaller and heaven bigger. And I can tell you this today, I'd rather go through pain and God use it for his purpose than for a generation 
to go to hell. I would rather go through pain and God to use it for his purpose than for a generation of women to stay in depression. I believe that battles make us useful for the plans and purposes of God. I believe that battles, when fought God's way, bring glory to his name. Let me read to you from 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. You know, when we go through affliction, God's plan is to comfort us, but we have to allow him to do so. We have to stay in a place of worship. We have to keep reading our Bible. We have to keep going to church. We have to keep staying in a place of intimacy so God can comfort us even when we're being afflicted. And the reason God comforts us in that place of pain is not to make us comfortable, but he comforts us to turn us into comforters so that we are able to comfort others who are going through disappointment and heartache and tragedy. I love this quote by the great philosopher Nietzsche who said, he who has a why to live for can bear with almost any how. I have a why to live for. I have a who to live for. I live for Christ and for his purposes so I can bear with any circumstance that comes my way. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. For sure and for certain, you are created for purpose and for plan. Ephesians 2.10 tells you and tells me that we are his workmanship. We are his craftsmanship. We are his divine creation, and we have been created in Christ Jesus for good works. This word workmanship that we see in Ephesians 2.10 depicts someone putting forth his fullest creative abilities to achieve something. Can I stretch you for a minute today? Can I just give you a scenario that might have happened at the moment of creation, when God the Father and Jesus the Son and the Holy Spirit were there, and God the Father, the greatest creator who ever lived, threw the Grand Canyon into existence. And Jesus the Son, with a twinkle in his eye, said, Dad, is that the best you can do? And then to top that, God threw into existence the beautiful and glorious glaciers in Alaska. And Jesus, the son, shook his head and said, Dad, is that really all you've got? And then God said, how about this? And he created the fjords in Norway. And Jesus, the son, said, Dad, I know you can do something more majestic than that. And then God, the father, threw into existence the Rocky Mountains And Jesus looked at him with a smile on his face and said, come on, dad, you're God. Surely you can create something better than that. And then God created you. 
because you were the crowning moment of his creation. You are the crowning achievement of everything that God has created in all his glory. God created you in Christ Jesus for good works. God created you so that you would not have a life separate from Christ. God created you so that you would live and breathe and have your being in him. And what a life that is. We're so glad you were able to join us today. The Just Joy staff would love to hear from you. Please call us at 1-855-569-5433. That's 1-855-JOY-LIFE. Or simply go online to justjoyministries.com. Learn about unwavering faith that defies your circumstances in her two-book offer, No More Ordinary and Refined for your gift of just $15 plus shipping. And remember, Carol is always available to speak in your area.